Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell and I am the owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the stimulus checks, in particular, stimulus checks for retirees. Now, I'm going to put a show up here, which we did in the past, which was about why I think retirees shouldn't be getting stimulus checks, but I don't make the rules. Stimulus checks are going out and many retirees are getting them. So in today's show, we're going to talk about what to do with that money. And to help me talk to you about how to spend your money, I'm going to bring my co-host, Tony Shore in. But before I do, here's a quick intro. Tony, let me tell you something. We're doing a podcast today, but we're also on video. You're about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, host Dan Wendell, a certified financial planner, is joined by his sidekick, Tony, to discuss financial issues, news, and tips. Dan keeps the focus on retirement planning, and Tony keeps the show fun and down-to-earth. Now, let's have some fun planning your retirement and begin the show. There we have it, Tony. Today, we're talking about stimulus checks for retirees. You remember how we did a show on how I said retirees should not be getting stimulus checks? Yes, that went over very well, by the way, Dan, with all your <laughs> senior clients. But it it was interesting because you're right. I mean, it is interesting who does and does not qualify for the checks and where that money goes and how that's going to help people. I mean, that was an interesting show. I think everybody should listen to it. Well, today, what I want to talk about is how to spend your money, right? So um, I figured you'd be perfect for this because you you like to spend <laughs> your own money on useless things. So we could tell other oh. people how to spend their money. Look at just look, look, look around, look around, just look around your surroundings right now. How many, <laughs> how many records, CDs, music do you, you know? <laughs> there oh, there's some records there's a yeah. few records and cds there uh, so this is the thousands. bonus for those that are listening to the podcast is <laughs> a bonus on the video on youtube you could actually see tony's studio which yeah, is literally I, a studio from the 1980s is that an elo <laughs> mouse pad i see tony <laughs> i've got the elo mouse pad yes <laughs> uh, so i do yes you're right uh you could spend your stimulus check on uh, vinyl lps collectible lps uh and pizza buffets like i i am want to do uh right. or i bet you're gonna give us some better ideas and ways to spend well, that I am going to talk about retirees getting checks, which is a little different than you. So you're not retiree, but you got not a family yet. of five. Well, actually, you got a family of four now, right? Because your oldest is how old now? Uh, he's 21 uh, and he's in college, uh, but this is his last year in college, but he will be living at home for a little bit. Right. But yes. So let's imagine you're going to get a stimulus check because there is there is income limits. So we all know you make way, way, way too much to get a stimulus check. <laughs> but let's say yeah, you're radio get... show co-host. It isn't uh, all it's cracked up to be as far as finances. Let's <laughs> teach your son way. not to get in the business. So, <laughs> so your son, let's put him out of the picture. Let's say he gets his stimulus check on his own and he puts it toward gas money or college tuition. Sure. And you got a family of four. You're going to get you already got six hundred dollars each. Um, in the past, right? With the past, yep, uh, yep, round, we right? did. So that's twenty four hundred. Then you're going to get a twelve hundred each. So that's forty eight hundred dollars, right? Wow. They just they just passed this, and then um, they passed this rule where the kids are going to get checks, and they used to give a child care credit at yep. so uh, when you do your taxes, you say, oh, I get 
I think it was 2000 per kid. Yep. Um, but now they raise it to 3000 and uh, I think it's 3,600 if they're under seven years old or something like that, but let's just call it 3000 a year. But instead of giving you it as a credit, they're going to actually cut you a check every month. So you're going to be getting 3000 times three, $9,000 over the course of the year, plus the 4,800. Oh, actually with the two kids at 6,000. Yeah. So you're, you're getting a check for over 10,000, almost $11,000, Tony, what are you going to do with it? Now, before you answer that, <laughs> before you answer that, now let's let's get to the topic, which is retirees. My again, my thought is retirees shouldn't be getting these checks, but hey, they're getting them right. The train is leaving. You either get on or you get off, right? Right. So the, the, they're getting on the train. A married couple, if they make less, or if someone makes less than seventy-five thousand, they get a check for twenty or uh, twelve hundred. So a married couple making less than 150 is going to get a check for 2400. What should they do with that 2400? That's going to be the question that we answer. I can today. tell you I can tell you what my wife uh, already said about what we need to do with the money. Well, I just think we should be building a nest egg. Ah, wow. You do look like Homer Simpson. I, that that doesn't give your wife the justice. Her hair is not yeah. blue. Well, and here's here's a recording of uh, me uh, telling people uh, what my nickname for you is. Financial Panther, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You're the Financial Panther, wow, Dan. Homer so Simpson. that's Homer. Uh, Homer and Marge have some wisdom. But uh, yeah, I mean, what my wife uh, says we're doing is probably more in line with what you say we should be doing. <laughs> and what I well, say we should do with it probably is what you're going to tell us we should not. Well, what your wife says you should do with the money is what your family's going to do with the money because she's the smart one of the family. <laughs> she wears the pants. Yep. Say what she my does. wife, though. I'll tell you that. Say what my wife. I may have a CFP yep. designation, but my wife still runs the household. <laughs> that is funny. It's the same here. And you are so correct, Dan. You nailed that one. It doesn't, what my wife says is what will happen. Yes. I don't, I just don't know how you get those records. You must Shawshank money out of your savings account to buy those records. And it's like, well, I didn't know who this delivery man i didn't know he was bringing record okay so yes i i there are a few overlaps between what the younger generation should do and the older generation but the first priority if i'm gonna and i'm gonna do six priorities okay and they are in order so i kind of again not everyone's situation is the same so are you doing general, the number one first or you're gonna first thing, right the first thing you should do with this money is you get a stimulus check. The first thing you got to do is you got to pay the pressing bills and the pressing expenses. You're behind on rent, utilities, mortgage, you pay, right? That's, that's priority number one. And that's yeah. kind of what the stimulus check is for. The problem yep. is if you're in retirement, which is what this show is about, if you're in retirement and you have a pressing bill, like a utility bill that's behind you, you shouldn't be retired. And I'm because really, and, I, and this is what that whole show in the past was about the pandemic shouldn't affect you financially if you're retired. If you got your income taken care of, your income plan shouldn't right. be impacted by whether That's a or good not, point. right? So because if you're retired, you're not working. So, right. you know, so if you're in a situation where you're retired and you're needing this stimulus check to pay the utility bill, then you got to go back to work. Right. You shouldn't have been. Your retirement plan is shot. You've got to, You've got to do something. Yes. Right. You, you don't have a solid plan in place. You didn't start working with a financial advisor before retirement in time. 
to take care of those things. Or you retired early or you lost your job and were forced into retirement. That's true. It's true. Circumstances beyond your control. That's true. Then the the situation, the decision is easy. What to do with the money. You got to, you got to live. So, right. So we're going to move on from that because that's just obvious, right? The second priority, and this is where it starts again, same with anybody is you got to pay off the high interest debt. That's it. If you have a credit card debt, that's 20%, take that money and pay it off. That's yeah. 20, you know, even if even it's 10%, if it's 15, if it's 15, 15 to, I mean, yeah. even if it's 5%, having that debt, you know, oh, I can make 8% in the stock market. Yeah. Why would I pay off a 5% debt? Well, you don't, you don't necessarily going to make 8% in the stock market. No. And you're not no. going to get a 5% CD or a 5% fixed annuity. No. Just, so, the, just because the, the S&P over a course of a period of time made 10% doesn't mean you make that 10%. That's right. Right. Yeah. And I'm not surprised to see retirees with credit card debt. Uh, it happens a lot, all the time. Yeah, that's lot, true. And we, did, we had some shows on it, how mm-hmm. the top expenses that are unexpected, a lot of the, the credit card, high interest credit card debt that people have is medical, you know, dental, vision, hearing. Hey, I swiped the credit card to buy $6,000 worth of dental work. It's come due in a year. What do I do? It's at 20% now. Yeah, pay that off. So that's... Yeah, that- that's got to happen. $12,000 hearing aid bill. It's like, right. where'd that come from? That's crazy. You got to use this stimulus money to pay that down ahead yep. of everything else. So again, this is generalizations, but most likely that's going to be the plan. Yeah. All right. So we're so far so good, Tony. I think you would agree with me so far. Yep. I yep. got to, I'm going to have to uh, throw a, throw a curveball in. Here. Oh, I, I know you are. You, you usually wait, have you a different wait. perspective. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I got my finger on the button. (laughs) All right. Number three, priority number three, enhance emergency fund and savings. So going back to the last show, if you haven't watched that one, the top, what is it? The top five unexpected expenses. We said um, that retirees face usually they have some money there to pay for it. But if you don't, or if you said, oh, man, that's right. I didn't know my dental limit is only 1500 I better enhance my savings because I only have 2000 in the emergency fund. So this is a chance to throw it in there. Oh, right. but what about, you know, where am I going to put it? Put it in the bank. Well, the bank's not offering interest. I don't care. You don't want to invest this money because you don't want to lose it. You don't want it to be locked up somewhere. You don't want you want it to be liquid. You want it to be on the ready so that if something comes up, you can pay it off right away. A lot of times um, you'll say, oh, I'll just swipe my credit card. All right. But then you have 30 days to pay that off, to pay it off. So build up that emergency fund. And this goes for everybody. So yeah. these first three are really for everybody. Well, and the emergency fund thing, Dan, if I could add to that, uh, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the reason I think that's a that's a really big one. Obviously, credit cards have to come first because of the high interest. But the emergency fund, you should be building that up anyway because uh, you and other financial advisors are out there saying, I hear this all the time, three to six months of income in an emergency fund. And I mean, I don't personally know anyone unless they're very extremely, extremely wealthy that has six months 
of income in a liquid. Even some people that are really wealthy don't have six months of income liquid that's right there at the ready. And so uh, you're going to work on that for a while. And you might say, well, there's no way I can do it. But you still have to put money to try to get there. I mean, my wife and I are like, hey, how much can we set aside each month? Uh, you know, and we've been trying to force ourselves to get to that point. We're not to that point, but we need to work at it because what if another something like another coronavirus comes along? If if people had listened to you and had six months liquid, imagine how much better off they would have been when their business closed or, you know, some of these are small business owners out there or whatever. And and, and for people in retirement, that can be true, too. You still need somewhat of an emergency fund so you don't have to run up the credit card debt like you're talking. Right. And, and for retirees, they don't have to worry about losing their income because it's right. usually set, fixed pension or Social Security. Sure. But but, you know, if they're getting their income from, a, say, a a stock dividend portfolio or they're pulling money from their IRA and the market tanks, that could be an emergency. Shouldn't be. Yep. It shouldn't be because they shouldn't be doing that. But right. Yeah. So what, how do you do three to six months in retirement? That's not the rule. Well, it could be the rule, but that's not, it doesn't apply, but you're right. You got to build up that emergency fund so that if an emergency happens, the emergencies in retirement are different than the emergencies non-retired, but the same concept applies. Because yeah. you just don't know what's going to happen. So I, I agree. You got to have it liquid and don't worry about missing out on interest on that. Some will say, well, I'll just pay. And and going back to number two, paying down the high interest credit card debt, that's also building up your emergency fund if you think about it. Because let's say you have a $20,000 $20, credit limit and you have 5000 in debt. You pay down the 5000 you building up your emergency fund because you still have that $20,000 credit limit. So if an right. emergency does come, you could swipe the credit card and get some emergency relief there. Yeah. Uh, and then, but the key is you have to build up the cash in order to pay it off. Right. You don't want to get hit with high right. interest debt. That's a killer. Okay. So emergency fund. Right. What's next? Number four out of six. Well, where's, where's my number five? Oh yes. Number four. <laughs> Donate it. Donate it. Oh, right. there's a left field from a from a financial advisor. Usually they want you to invest it. Save it. <laughs> Save it for the future. Invest it. But maybe tax purposes is an advantage there, right? Wait a sec. Did you bring up taxes? Did you say taxes? <laughs> I did bring up Wait, taxes. I, you are a guest on this show. You serve <laughs> the people of, you serve oh. the audience. You don't want to ruin their day by bringing up taxes. That's there the sound is. we're going to play every time we mention taxes. Okay. Or the IRS. <laughs> IRS. Oh, okay. The IRS. You're right, though. This is a tax issue because normally most retirees are doing the standard deduction. Okay, so they're they're yeah. writing off the twelve thousand each, and they don't itemize anymore. People used to itemize. Now yep. they lowered the medical expense to seven point five. That's been bouncing between seven point five percent to ten percent. That means anything in excess of medical bills in excess of seven point five percent of your income, adjusted gross income, you can write off, right? But that means you have to itemize. But most people don't itemize, so donations you can't write them off anymore. But in 2020, they changed the rules. They allow you to write off 300 in cash, which for a couple is in this 2021, it was extended. So you could write off $600 in cash donations, top of the line, write it off. You don't have to itemize. You could still take your standard deduction 
in addition, you can write off a charitable cash deduction, which is nice. So you can, you can, um, you can write off the, the charitable donation. So it's not only like a goodwill, like save that goodwill receipt, right? That's right. That's right. And you can write it off and you, and, and you don't have to itemize. So people didn't realize that. So I want to remind people they could do that. Additionally, Tony, for the people like you that want to donate even more than the 600, (laughs) um, right? It used to be, you can only donate 60% of your adjusted gross income. So if you, if you make a hundred thousand, you can only donate 60,000 and people aren't donating this in cash, by the way. Uh, the usually you donate appreciated stocks. So yes. I have uh, my inherited stock. I got this huge cost basis. Let me donate it and write it off. So, I don't, you know, so, ah. but, and you used to be limited to 60% of your adjusted gross income. Now they've raised it to a hundred percent. So I'm not suggesting wow. people write off a hundred, you know, donate a hundred percent, but for people in that situation, that's something to realize they've changed huh. it for 2021. Yeah. That is interesting. So something to consider. And, yeah donating is great it makes you feel good we've done we've done a um show on charitable or, or giving great being grateful how that improves your health improves your financial life being yeah. grateful for things improves your financial life and your and your mental health so why not it does i think that's great i'm glad you added that one in there because it really is important and the the whole thing where people don't itemize they just take a standard deduction mm-hmm. uh it used to be so helpful i mean your uh if you give to your church mm-hmm. uh if you donate to charities uh like i mentioned goodwill uh i think that it's so um, it's too bad, you know, used to be able to itemize all this stuff and right. it really helped in taxes. And then obviously the whole reason you're doing it though, is to help others right. uh, not just for tax purposes. Uh, but they really have limited that. So it is good to know you can still, uh, get some, uh, deducted and that you can donate a certain amount that can help you in certain situations, like you mentioned with the stocks. But I'm a I'm a fan of the increase in the standard deduction. So yes, I, I, it saves people sure. from having to itemize. Yes. But I like the fact that they added this in so that not only can you, you just don't itemize, you can additionally write off. So and, and right. people there are some people that don't donate because they can't write it off, but maybe this will sway them to do it. All right. Number five, Tony. Now, before I give you number five, because isn't this six? We're almost done here. Sure. I'm going to say number six is going to trump number five and it's going to be better than even number four, but I got to go. Wow. I got to go okay. with number five invest. Now, if you, if you don't donate it and, and you, so you donated the 600 as a married couple, you still got, you know, another thousand or whatever it is, 2000. Sure. Um, you paid off your debts. You have an emergency fund. Now's when you say, all right, well, how can I invest this for the future? Um, Invest for the future or number five, you can, you can invest with your family and, uh, you know, and you can throw this back in the enhanced savings because you can help out a child in need because that's one of the three major punches that Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. Adult children needing help is a big one. So they may be hit getting hit by the pandemic and that stimulus check coming to you might be better off going to them. Uh, Again, that we we've, we've gone down that path. You got to be careful of enabling, but um, if you want to invest it for the future, you can for yourself, put it aside and say, I'll forget about that and give it to the kids. You can also put it in a 529 for the grandkids 
that's for a college. pretty good yeah. right for college or you can um put it in a uni, you know utma account or ugma account or this is a transfer to minors act so you can still control mm. it but like a kid, trust in the kids names but yeah. when they hit the age of majority which could be 18 or 21 the kids actually take control of it mm. um but the grandparents can control it while they're young so I nice. think investing doesn't necessarily just mean putting it in your own coffers. You can invest for your grandchildren or your kids, you know, you know, one, one idea I just want to throw out there. Maybe you have a, a granddaughter that's working, um, and in their twenties. Okay. And you, if you can teach them about the power of Roth, you know, if you contribute to a Roth, it's going to grow tax-free and you don't pay taxes on it ever. Oh, yeah. ma, oh, grandma, grandma, grandpa. I, I can't afford that. I, I, I can't even get gas in my tank. Um, <laughs> you know, then what about if I gave you the money to put in a Roth? What a gift that is, right? Yeah. So instead of giving them money to spend on gas, let them struggle. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, pulling up by the bootstraps. Yep. But if you want to give for the future of your grandchild, contribute to a Roth. Do a match. Say, hey, granddaughter, if you put a hundred bucks in there, I'll put five hundred match into your Roth. Nice. Right? Teach them the value of investing for their future. So that's what yeah. I mean by invest, not investing for yourself. That's okay. And then sure. the last priority, Tony. Um, what do you think you should do? We retiree <laughs> should do with this 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 paycheck. Now remember what I said I'm, that they shouldn't get it. So Yeah. Oh, with retirees in particular. Yeah, I mean, I have my whole I, I have my whole own list of six items that I think people should do with it in general. But for retirees, um, maybe they should put it into uh, something that can help them in the future in case for long put it away for healthcare expenses or long term care. That's a good idea. The problem is it's only couple grand and you know that's not going to get well, very far with yeah it. it's true it won't even are, cover one month of long-term care this but this this might be more in line with what you think your list is spend it yeah vacation spend it take that take that vacation or go see a national park or take a cruise right Do an experience go out and spend the money spend it locally if you can live Go out to the local restaurants or support the local businesses and spend it willingly. And because really that's the point of the stimulus money to stimulate the economy Right. by you paying off high interest debt. You're not stimulating the economy, adding to your emergency fund. You're not stimulating the economy, donating it to charity. Still probably not stimulating the economy, investing it. Certainly not. But, um, if you're invested in local businesses and you and you give it out in the form of services or products, that's going to stimulate the economy. Yeah. So I would throw that ahead of investing for certain people. It just depends on how you feel. Um, I'm a big proponent of taking that money and giving it back if you can. Again, it's lower on the priorities compared to just paying off debts and getting your own house in order. But once your right. house is in order, Go spend it. Have some fun. One yeah. of the first things people ask when they sit with me is, what do I do with my money? What do I do with my savings? I'm retired. Can I get better interest? What should I be doing? What do you think? And the first thing I usually say to almost everybody after I, I feel like they're in, in they're okay is spend it. And the look is what? 
Yeah, you have 50,000. What do I do with it? Spend it all. Why don't you go on a cruise around the world? Literally. And people are like, wait, what? You're <laughs> supposed to be helping me invest this and, and you know, retire with it. You're yeah. telling me to go on a cruise around the world for 50,000? Yes, I am. How does that make you feel? And people get, some people, they don't know how to respond. Yeah. But I'm telling people to spend their money because really, what else are you going to do with it? Yeah. Well, and especially if you're set, you know, I mean, if you're, if you don't have to worry about bills and things and you have mm -hmm. extra money or savings and investments that are just going to sit there, uh, at some point you have to live. You've worked hard your whole life. And I know some people uh, think I worked hard my whole life, so now I can pass it along, which is good. Like you said, grandkids, family, but you can still give them some money and live live actually go out and do something i mean you know you know how they say uh and i don't know if we've talked about this on the show but it, maybe you've mentioned it to me dan is you you know the three stages your go-go years your slow go years and your no-go years so uh when you're in your go-go years you want to be able to go out and do things and you need to take advantage of it then and spend it is a way to do that in your slow go years, you still want to be able to do that. You still need to get out there and do things uh, because once you get to your no go years, those possibilities are uh, you don't have a choice. Uh, right. You're not going to be able to do things to spend that. Um, and you don't want it all going. You don't want to just, well, how am I going to pay for that long-term care? Well, you don't want all the money to go to a memory care unit when you can no longer enjoy it. You want to live while you can. And so there is some argument to that number six, spend it. And yeah, I, I can I'll see tell that. You, well, I've not, I've helped a lot of people <clears throat> retire and I've seen people toward the end of their lives. And I rarely, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, man, I regret spending that money and going to see India or <laughs> I regret, yeah. I yeah. regret taking that trip with my, my nephew. You know, mm -hmm. th they don't say those things. They regret yeah. other types of decisions, not connecting with people, not trying that business, not going somewhere. They don't, yeah. they don't say, oh, I regret not putting that money in that CD or I regret not putting <laughs> yeah. a 529 for my grandkid. No. Yeah. It's, nope. So I think yeah. if you have the, the means, you got everything else set, spend it instead of save it. That's why I put yeah. it at number six, because investing is always a good option as well. I'm not judging. I'm just saying if 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 I had to pick, I would say spend it before investing it. Yeah. Well, number one on my list is uh, key, the keys. Just hang out in the keys. Use that money to to go to Key West. That's number one. Yes. And, and then your your tip to spend it. I just hear your wife in the background. Dan! <laughs> this is why. Dan! This is why I record this at the office, not at home. Dan! Dan! <laughs> but, but I'm not retired, Tony. This is for retirees. Different story. Oh, okay. Different sure. story. Yeah. My kids sure, already spent story. the stimulus check. They didn't even get it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent it five years spent. ago. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for a good show, Tony. No, I know pizza buffets did not make the list, but you never know. You could throw it in the priority number six. <laughs> and um, 
Again, everybody that is curious as to what they're going to be doing with this stimulus check, they don't know if they're going to get one, what the limits are, all those things. Give me a call. I'll help you walk through it. Uh, there are some people that I know that were supposed to get a check that didn't. There's a form you got to fill out. I've helped people identify that. But generally speaking, the global pandemic is hopefully coming to a close. The stimulus checks, I feel, may be excessive and unneeded for a lot of people. So this was my way of talking about what retirees could do with it. And I hope people, I think that's great. I hope people go out and spend it. And I hope this economy turns around and just the pandemic goes away swiftly. Right. Yeah, we all hope that. And you know what I'm doing with my personal stimulus check? The Fester Adams Offshore Retirement Fund. <laughs> <laughs> if I had the the Adams Family music to leave, I would play it now. But Tony, I'm just going to throw it to the kids. Have a good all day. Right. We'll see you next week. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not an investment advice. Dan Whittle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas. 